0: It was a little after 5.30 when Mrs. Carmody happened to look out of the kitchen window and see Philip coming up the drive, followed by a crowd of children. On his head, he was carrying his shoe. Balanced on the toe of the shoe was a small jar. Sitting on the jar was a little green frog. When Philip saw his mother's face at the window, he called out, Hey, Mom, look it. Watch me. I'm going to jump over the wheelbarrow with all this stuff on my head. Philip, don't, his mother called. But he couldn't hear her, and she watched, horrified, as he made a run for the wheelbarrow, caught his foot in the garden hose, and fell backwards into the rhododendron bush. The small jar for Mrs. Piggle Wiggle flew up in the air and landed on the concrete with a crash. Mrs. Carmody dashed out, knelt down, and began picking up little pieces of broken glass out of the spilled white powder. Having extricated himself from the rhododendron bush, Philip said, Gee, Mom, I'm sorry I busted it. I didn't mean to. Don't talk, his mother said briskly. Go in and get me a clean white envelope out of my desk and the spatula off the stove. Hurry. While Philip was gone, Mrs. Carmody carefully pushed the white powder into a little mound and held her hand over it to keep the wind from blowing it away. When Philip brought her the envelope and the spatula, she scooped up all the powder into the envelope, all but about half a teaspoonful. This she carefully lifted into the palm of her hand and blew it at Philip. Hey, what do you think you're doing? He said, rubbing his eyes in coffee. Something very wise, I'm sure, said his mother. Just then, Mr. Carmody's car turned into the driveway. Immediately, Philip jumped up onto the wheelbarrow and yelled, Watch me, Dad! I'm going to stand on my head in the wheelbarrow! I'm going to stand on my head and say the alphabet backwards! Mrs. Carmody looked at the wheelbarrow, but it was suddenly empty. There was no one there. Not only that, but there was no sound, either. Mr. Carmody got out of the car and said, Where's Philip? Wasn't he here just a moment ago? Yes, he was, said Mrs. Carmody, smiling a secret smile. Well, I want him to put the hose in that wheelbarrow in the garage, said Mr. Carmody. I'll tell him, Mrs. Carmody said. He should be back in a minute or so. She and Mr. Carmody went into the house and closed the kitchen door. Philip... Quite red in the face from standing on his head in the wheelbarrow and hoarse from reciting the alphabet backwards and forwards, called after them, Hey, Mom and Dad, look at me! But they didn't even glance at him. They acted as if they didn't even hear him. Hey, you kids, look at me! he called to the children who had followed him home from Mrs. Piggle Wiggle's. But nobody answered. They just turned and walked out of the yard. Slowly he righted himself, climbed out of the wheelbarrow, and went into the kitchen. How come you and dad didn't watch my trick? He asked his mother, who was busy at the stove. She said, we didn't see you doing any tricks. Now go and put the hose away and the wheelbarrow and sweep up that broken glass. Dinner will be ready in about five minutes, and it's your favorite. You mean frankfurters and baked beans and brown bread? Philip asked. That's right, said his mother. Hot diggity, said Philip. Reaching into the broom closet, his mother took out the broom and dustpan and handed them to him. Here, she said, very relieved that he was visible again. Sweep up that glass first. Philip took the broom, held it over his shoulders, and began making loud zooming noises. Hey, Mom, he yelled. Watch me. I'm a jet plane. Here I go for a takeoff. As he said, watch me. He began to disappear. With takeoff, he was gone. Humming contentedly, his mother took the lid off the steamer and poked the brown bread. At dinner, he disappeared three times. The first time was when he turned around his chair, crouched down on the seat, and said, Look at me, I'm a big gorilla in a cage. Toss me a banana, somebody. He disappeared just after. Toss me. Mr. Carmody almost jumped out of his chair. Meg, Meg, he yelled at Mrs. Carmody. The boy's gone. There must be a trapdoor under the chair. Don't get hysterical, Jordan, said Mrs. Carmody. He'll be back. And he was, in about two minutes. The next morning, after he was dressed, Philip climbed up on the banister and yelled at Connie, Hey, Connie, look it, I'm sliding down the banister, frontward, sitting up. <clears throat> then he disappeared and didn't come back into focus until everybody else had finished breakfast and his poached eggs were quite cold. His mother noticed he had a large purple bump over his left eye. As he slid into his chair, Philip said, Nobody in this whole darn family cares what happens to me. My whole skull is probably cracked but a lot you care. Quiet, roared Mr. Carmody. Mrs. Carmody said, eat your eggs, dear. It's getting late. As she spoke to him, she leaned over and sprinkled some of the show-off powder in his hair. Turning around and giving her a suspicious look, Philip said, what you doing to my hair, mom? Just smoothing it down, said his mother, smiling dreamily. During geography, while Mrs. Periwinkle was standing with her back to the class, drawing a map on the blackboard, Philip stood on his seat, wiggled his ears, looked cross-eyed, looked like an ape, and scratched himself. All sure-fire tricks for making his classmates giggle. Nobody laughed at all. In fact, nobody even looked at him because he wasn't there. During recess, he put a whole package of bubblegum in his mouth and blew a bubble bigger than his head, but even though the children were all right around him, nobody pointed or laughed or said one thing, because, of course, they couldn't see him. Then the bubble burst and got Philip's hair and face all gummy. Then the children laughed because he was back in focus again. But Philip didn't think it was funny at all, especially when the school nurse rubbed his face and neck and head with benzine, which burned. After school, he didn't feel very funny. His head hurt, and so did his elbow. So he rode his bike home, sitting on the seat the ordinary way. Bobby Westover and Billy Markle rode beside him, and they talked quite solemnly about baseball, except once when Billy rode fast down Mission Hill with no hands yelling, Help, help, I'm out of control! My engine's cocked out! My landing gear's stuck! Call the crash crew! Bobby and Philip laughed like anything, until Mrs. Allen backed out of her garage and almost hit Billy, who couldn't stop and ran into a tree. Mrs. Allen turned pure white and shook and was very mad. She said, Billy Markle, I am going to call your mother and tell you what a little sh- tell her what a little show-off you are. You almost got killed and you almost wrecked my car and you have practically given me a nervous breakdown. Billy, who was crying, said, well, look at me. My shirt's torn, my nose is bleeding, and my bike is wrecked. Mrs. Allen said, go into the kitchen. I'll fix you up, but don't bleed all over my clean linoleum. Bobby and Philip called goodbye to Billy. But he didn't hear them. As he rode down the hill around the corner toward Philip's house, Philip said, Poor Uh-oh. dumb Billy! What a show off!